bad bitch. Money count on cash on me. Shotty blow my phone. That's corny. That's a no no. Hey, welcome. Welcome to barbershop.talk. This is the podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. Hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in Alphaway Studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana, also known as Naptown. And I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out the Way Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discussed them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. All righty. Hey, I just want to remind everybody that in our intro, we are absolutely correct when we say our topics are determined by the conversation that occurred in the barbershop. But you know something, Casey? What's that, J-Rod? I just want to make sure that uh, our listeners know that we do have a third host. We do. We do. Yes, and it is Arthur. He is our A-I. Say something to us, Arthur. All right, Arthur. I just want to say hello and remind the people that I am the smartest one in the room. Okay, here we go with the smartest one in the room stuff again. Arthur, I ain't even sure if you're the smartest AI in the room, <laughs> let alone people. Oh, you go get Arthur upset now. <laughs> now, Arthur, uh, uh, he keep us honest. He makes sure that we fact, he fact check us every single time and make sure that we are giving out accurate information. And I appreciate that from you, Arthur. Yes, indeed. But you know something, KC, I, I made a promise to the client in the barbershop that we're going to dedicate this 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 episode to them. Yes. That we're going to share some of the stories, you know, because a lot of times they like to send us in videos or they, they write to us on our uh, Instagram page or Facebook page. Uh, but this time we took notes. Yes. We took notes, but we want to give them the, uh, the, the original flavor right. of the conversation. We want to bring the shop to the audience. That's right. That's right. And I think I think earlier uh, you said you got to bring this up on the podcast. So I'm just going to let you lead off. Okay. So one of our clients said he went to his first all white comedy show. Wow. That's different. Yeah. And so I was, you know, asked him about the experience, you know, were the comedians good, you know. And he was like, yeah, but there was this one guy. Uh, I'm just not sure how to take it because, uh, you know, it's a predominantly white audience. And this white comedian did a black joke, and I just—I mean, it was—it was kind of funny. I just not sure how I felt about it. So I was like, "Man, I, you remember the joke?" He said, "Oh, I recorded it." So we have a copy, a uh, clip of that, and uh, we're gonna present it here on the podcast, J. Rock. All right. So uh, we're gonna listen to it, and then we're gonna give our uh, uh, thoughts. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Here we go. Why are black people afraid of chainsaws? Because they go run, run, nigga, 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 nigga. The grand. <laughs> you know <laughs> oh boy that actually kind of sounds like how a chainsaw sounds 
Maybe that's why I never really gotten into cutting down trees and stuff, J-Rod. <laughs> I can't stop slapping KC. <laughs> you know, now, now, now that, that, well, that's a joke. You know, now I understand why I never went to those scary movies, uh, Texas main, uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I never went to that, maybe because that, because <laughs> the sound of the chainsaw. But <laughs> I think it's a pretty good joke. Matter fact, Casey, it was. It was a good joke. Yeah, I got to play a joke one more time. Why are black people afraid of chainsaws? Because they go, run, run. Of course, in a predominantly white audience, I could see feeling a little indifferent. <laughs> but it is a funny joke. It is a funny joke. Oh, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are we going to move on with that? <laughs> that was funny. All right, okay. And this, uh, uh, this one, now he was, it was kind of like an old uh, young school brother in the barbershop. He was talking about how demanding, you know, that uh, uh, you know females are today. And then it was an older guy in the shop talking about, man, that's that's nothing new. He said, you just got to listen to it and do what they tell you. Yeah. So now this this customer happened to travel quite a bit, right? So he was telling the story about, you know, he travels a lot, and when he travels, he go to these nice uh, business dinners at you know pretty expensive restaurants. And then he come home and he tells his wife all about it. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said one time he came home and his wife said, look, I'm going to dress up and you're going to take me somewhere expensive to eat. Well, he said, okay. He said he got in the car and he took it to the airport. She didn't say nothing about having good food. She yeah. <laughs> just said expensive. Expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, the food at the airport are expensive. I have to yeah. say, it's very expensive. But, but it ain't great. <laughs> no, not at all. Ladies, you got to be specific. And and because and, we run into that problems all the time. I, I'm going to share something with you today, Rod. Okay. I had a similar situation, uh -oh. right? Uh, so my girlfriend wanted me to take her to a club that serves food and drinks. Uh -oh, okay. But that was all she said, right? Yeah. So I got to thinking, a club that serves food and drinks. Got it. So I took her to Sam's Club. <laughs> she didn't appreciate it. <laughs> now, now you know that's best. That's that's bad. That's 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 bad, Casey. What you do? Did you give her the samples? Yeah, man. We just keep walking down the aisles. You found one you like, we gonna stay in that aisle. <laughs> oh, that is. Buddy. Now I'm gonna switch gears on you because I'm talking about a uh this is a serious topic that we did talk about in the barbershop. And you remember the first day of school when you used to go the first day of school. Oh yeah. It's a mean, big day. Yeah, it was a big day. I mean, when I was younger, um, you know, I did it with my kids. I took pictures of them, you know, getting on the bus, waiting on the bus stop. Uh, but it's changed since then. It, it really changed. There was two things that uh, that actually experienced here in Indianapolis uh, the first day of school, uh, and this is an elementary school. Okay. Uh, the first one is the I think I think the grade was around the fifth fifth or sixth grade. I'm not certain, but the teacher got arrested on the first day. On the first day. On the first day. You can't even make it through the first month. <laughs> you know, and it, it wasn't the first thing I thought about when he was talking about in the shop that maybe a teacher put their hands on the student, but that was not the case. The teacher actually came to school intoxicated. 
Mm. And the uh, the students was complaining that the teachers were acting weird. And so another teacher came to the classroom and smelled alcohol. And the principal noticed a blue cup on the desk and picked up the cup and smelled it. It was alcohol. And he called the police and she was arrested. So that that was that's weird. Yeah. And then when I got home, um, I seen on the news about a school in the first day. And this is about a high school mm-hmm. that actually it was a, a teacher. A female teacher had relations with a male student. Hey, what school is that, Jay Rod? Well, you can't go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, you know, the thing is, she did get fired. But however, there's no uh, uh, no law enforcement involved because the student was 20 years old. 20 years old. Yeah, you know, he he was uh, apparently he transferred here from another state, which they held him back, and then he uh, uh, flunked. You know, somewhere down the line, he flunked and he was held back. Is this Jethro Bodine? No, it wasn't Jethro Bodine. <laughs> but uh, he was 20 years old, and mm-hmm. the teacher had relations. And since they said it was consenting adult, you know, no arrest was made. But, man, schools are – things are happening at the schools. I can't believe it. Schools are different now, J-Rod. We had a, a client that was in, and uh, he was talking about his uh, nephew and nieces, the mm-hmm. triplets, and he wow. just happened to be over his sister's house uh, uh on the first day of school when they came home from school mm-hmm. and and you know of course uh their mother asked them how was school and and so they got to tell them about what happened to school wow so the teacher uh asked the whole class you know they take turns you know use a sentence uh, make a sentence using the word dough i mean is that that dough like d-o-u-g-h yes exactly okay okay and so uh and so shaniqua she said, you make pizza with special dough. Oh, good answer. Yeah, pizza's very good, very good. Then Shantaya, she said, I make shapes with Play-Doh. Oh. Again, very good. Yes. But then Taekwondo. Okay. So he said, I heard my mom say, dad is useless, so she has to use a deal dough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. kids are listening to what you're saying. Yeah, they are. You, be careful what you say around them because their minds are sponge. It's absorbing everything. Yeah, okay. All right. I don't think you use that in the proper fashion, but I do get his point. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Oh, you know, now think about crazy and having fun because when we get older, we got to have fun, right? Yeah, you yeah. don't stop having fun because you get older. In fact, you have more fun. I agree with you. We were talking about this in the shop, right? And so I was asking the clients, what do you do to have fun? Mm-hmm. And this one guy told me this story. And I, uh, uh, I'm just going to tell the story. Okay. Right? He said that. Now, he's an older guy. He's about 50 or 60 years old. Mm-hmm. And he said this is the way he has fun. He go to Walmart quite a bit. And he said when he's in the parking lot, he looks for people who look like they cannot find their car. Oh, yeah, you're going to find a lot of them. Yeah, a whole lot of folks. So he said uh, he was watching this one lady who was trying to find a car. He knew right away that she couldn't find a car. And you know how when you raise your hand with your uh, the remote control? Mm-hmm. He said every time that she wrote, she raised her hand to hit the remote control, he blew his horn. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she turned around real fast. Oh, I'm going the wrong direction. So she started walking to his direction. She stopped, can't see the car, looked around, looked around, raised up her hand again and hit the remote control. 
and he blew someone again. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that's not the kind of fun that we need to have. I mean, I bet it was funny. That's that's the fun I'm going to start having, J-Rod. I'm going to Walmart tomorrow. <laughs> that, is, that is simply not right. But anyway, I say it's not right, but I'm going to try it because it sure sounds like fun oh, to me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> sounds like fun. Oh. But I tell you one thing, J-Rod. Okay. Society's different. You, you know, like um, like now, like fast food places. Okay, okay. Used to be you go up to the counter, you tell the person what you want, and then they, they punch it in and stuff. And it just gradually changed. It went from, you know, they putting in the prices, they punching pictures. And mm-hmm. now... You don't even go to the counter. You go to like a kiosk. Yes. And yes. it's all hands on and you gotta put in what you want and stuff. And then you go over to the thing and then you pay for it yourself. It's all hands on. Yeah, it's, it's like you have to look at signs and do what the signs tell you. Exactly. Hmm. So I go to McDonald's and I gotta go to this kiosk kiosk and put in what I want. And then I gotta go to the thing and pay for it, you know, unassisted and stuff. And so I go over to get my food. And then the server is bringing the food out. She got this big old sign sitting right over her left breast. And it says, Pat. And then they're going to kick me out of McDonald's and tell me I'm banned for life. <laughs> Don't tell me you, Pat. <laughs> That's what the sign said. <laughs> no, I think that might have been her name tag. <laughs> I think her name might have been Pat or Patricia. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, I hope you did it gently. <laughs> I ain't gonna discuss on it. Okay, that is horrible. Oh my goodness, my goodness. All right, okay, we're gonna keep our promise. We're gonna keep it rolling. We're gonna talk about the conversations that they talked about in the barbershop. And in the barbershop, what we try to do is bring people uh, or remind people about to vote. Yes. Right, and to educate themselves when it comes to politics. Mm hmm. So I'm just going to play this clip uh, just to remind people uh, about um, their former president. So here we go. I bet you never heard this about Donald Trump in the news. Donald Trump was the first president in 45 years to not release his tax returns. He claims they will be under audit even after he dies. He was the first president not to concede a presidential election after losing and claiming it was one big fraud. He has said everything in the future is also fraud unless he wins. Did you know Trump has been the only president to lose security clearance after leaving office? He won't even get notified if a hurricane is coming his way as he will convince his supporters it's fake news. Donald Trump is the only president to not hold any public service before being elected. He once had an opportunity to do his public service after he was drafted, but he claimed serving the public was not for him. He has also been the only president to be married three times and says he will eventually bury all three wives on his golf course for tax benefits. Donald has been the only president to have his home raided by the FBI. He claims it's a political witch hunt, even though he was the one who appointed the person in charge of the FBI. I bet you never... Imagine that. Now, see, this is what I have to remind our listeners. You know, please be engaged in the process and please make sure you go out and vote and vote yeah you know it sounds ridiculous that the first president that never shared his taxes that married three times and said he's gonna bury marry all his bury all his wives (laughs) 
on the golf course for tax purposes. For tax purposes. First of all, I don't think he's going to be around when the last one dies. <laughs> so I, I, I think he's on, uh, on borrowed time itself. I think you might have a point there. So just keep in mind, as that reminder, when you go out to the polls, remember, I, I am totally amazed, uh, Casey, this guy is still the front runner of the GOP. Uh, I am and I'm not at the same time, J-Rod. Tell me but, about that. Well, you know, he has this mega crowd that's behind him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we know what that's really about. You know, that's about supporting uh, white supremacy. Right. And there's a certain percentage of the Republican Party that's down for white supremacy. And they're not the majority of the Republican Party, but... Uh, with so many candidates in the field and all of those mega people behind him, he has the largest uh, block. But I think that's going to crumble before it's all said and done, Jay Rock. Well, I, I hope so. I, I hope so. <clears throat> I hope that uh, most Americans uh, feel like I do, that I do not want a criminal, a criminal run this country. And I also don't want any of these anti-woke candidates to be president. Because, oh. yeah, we, we got to stop this stuff uh, where uh, they want to disseminate false information or take out actual facts and history out of school. Get get the, the president and these government and governors and stuff out of school. Let the teachers handle the school. And yeah. and to counter this movement that a lot of these uh, right-wing politicians are doing across this country, mm-hmm. Barbershop.talk is going to make a point of it to present some black history or black facts every episode you know, starting starting with this day that is a great idea because in fact you know i have to say this casey i ran across a fact that i did not know and i was so so amazed with this fact i decided to share with everybody so every time i ran across somebody i said did you know this mm-hmm. so uh I'm, I'm gonna play it i'm gonna play this video and i want our listeners to listen to this this fact a piece of history that I didn't know, and it was enlightening to me, so I'm hoping it's enlightening to you. Take a listen to this. Well-known fact here. Listen, escaping slaves used to throw balls of fried cornmeal out to distract the hounds from tracking them. The hounds stopped barking and tracking thanks to the cornmeal, which later adapted the name Hush Puppies. Did anybody else know that? I can tell you, I did not know that. I, I didn't know it either. But you know what? I think Red Lobster and Long John Silver owe them slaves a whole lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, my hat's off to Long John Silver because I love their hush puppies. Yeah, but they need to pay the original people. <laughs> That's a delicious fact, J-Rod. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, you're on the road today. That is a delicious fact. <laughs> Well, anyway, we are going to continue to uh, broadcast something about history on our podcast. But before we do anything else, I think it's time for us to uh, recognize our sponsor. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Here we go. Hey. It's a party out in my head. Hey. Taiwan on the beat, I already know. It's a party out in my head. All right, this is a spot in our podcast that we stopped to recognize our sponsor. That's right. 
we like to recognize King Cat, the owner of Out The Way Studio. He has several organizations under his umbrella. However, the one that he is most proud of is his custom-made t-shirts. That's right. If you want any of his service or want to find out some information about what he can do for you, go ahead and email him at kingcap317 at gmail.com. And we have to introduce our second sponsor. That is 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. Located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road. If you want good things to happen to your hair, come in and check out our master barbers at 421 Barbershop. All right. Those are our sponsors. All right. You know, we're going to move on in our podcast. And you know something, Casey, I have to uh, talk about this. Because we are very avid of engaging our listeners to the politics arena. Mm-hmm. And I do want to talk a little bit about the debate last night, the Republican debate, because uh, I think it's critical. Even if you're not a Republican, you should take a look at the debate to see what position people are taking. Right. Because I truly believe that uh, you may be a, assigned a certain party, which is which is fantastic. You may vote among those uh, party lines, but also I'm going to ask you to vote the issue, just yes. not the party. And you can learn something from anybody. I agree with you 100%. Now, I think the uh, um, um, the Republican primary debate, I think we had a couple of folks, and you had the list of the folks that debated uh, that night. So I'm going to ask you to go ahead and repeat your uh, your list of the members. Okay. There was uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, Nikki Haley, uh, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Asa Hutchinson, Chris Christie, Doug Burgum, and Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they call him Swanee. Uh, but what a name. Yeah, you remember one of them, them games, which one of these things don't belong? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, just joking, just joking, you know. <laughs> I don't know, because to me, he didn't seem like he belonged. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump didn't show up. So that was kind of disappointing to a lot of folks. People wanted to see what he had to say, but. Uh, it might have been on his best behalf not to. Oh, yeah. He uh, didn't want to have to field any questions about him getting arrested today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, what about you going to get arrested tomorrow? So <laughs> tell me about that. You know, but I listened to the debate, you know, and it was, it was kind of entertaining. Uh, there were some people that I thought maybe helped themselves, you know, boost up their exposure. There were some people that I thought that, eh, I don't think you did yourself any favors. And then there were some people's kind of like neutral or remains the same or, or yes. uh, flat, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a little time because I want to talk about from my perspective. I know yes. a lot of stuff out there today about who won the debate, who lost the debate. Uh, and if you and, and I encourage you to listen to that. But I'm going to give you my own personal opinion of what I exert. And when I do this, I want you to keep in mind that I am a Democrat. Very proud of that. Yes. And so I looked at it through those lens. And so I'm going to ask you as well, Casey, is to give me some of your thoughts on who you thought helped themselves, hurt themselves, or maybe was neutral, stayed the same. So I'll let you go first, and then I'll pick me a candidate. Okay. And this is, who do you think helped themselves? All right. 
the first one I'm going to say is Mike Pence. Now, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I think he helped himself. And, um, and, and how so? Because he presented himself as the old school Reagan type candidate. And, you know, Mike Pence has been dreadful in the poll. All right. <laughs> but I think there's going to be a lot of those old school, older Republicans that yearn for the Reagan days. And some of those are going to gravitate toward Mike Pence. I don't think he's going to, you know, zoom up the chart, but he certainly, I think, is going to increase uh, his support after last night's performance because he's the guy that most fits that particular group of Republicans. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of seen that too. I think he might have helped himself a little bit as well, but I think for a different reason. And mm -hmm. this is the reason why I think that he helped himself is when he, they talked about. Uh, one of the questions they asked, do you think that Mike Pence did the right thing? Mm -hmm. And that's when he uh, didn't bend to Trump when he asked him to do something illegal. Mm -hmm. And they asked the panel. And they asked the panel to raise your hand if you think he did the right thing to didn't comment. And they all said on stage, he did the right thing. Now that opened the door for Mike Pence to give his set speech that he was hoping to insert somewhere during this debate which he did and this yeah. is what he said uh, that was very appealing and i really don't care uh, you know what your position is it was appealing he said that he pledged his oath not to an individual mm -hmm. donald trump but to the constitution yeah. and he said that that is led him to make the decision of the decision that he, he chose not to support or break the law True. Now, in reality, we all know that he didn't do it because he didn't want to go to prison. Right. He didn't want to be the tip of the spear. <laughs> that right. person definitely going into the clink. <laughs> That's right. But but what it did is a lot of folks say like Mike Pence should have. Mike Pence should have. And now he has everybody on stage. Yes. That says no, he did the right thing, and yes. I think that paid dividends for him. Right. And that gives him uh, credibility in terms of what he did to stand against. Uh, the MAGA people that were upset that he didn't do what Trump wanted him to do. Yeah, I, I agree. But you know who I thought really helped herself? Who's that, J-Rod? Haley. Yeah. Oh, Nikki Haley. Oh, she was... Let me tell you why I like her. Now, of course, I, I, I really don't like any of these candidates. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of these Republicans would, would take the, the nation in the right direction. Right. But it's one of the things that she said, it was a lot of things she said, but the mm -hmm. one that, that, that stuck out of my mind is that uh, she said, we need to take accountability. Yes. She said on national TV during mm -hmm. a debate, quit blaming the Democrats because we contributed to it as well. Absolutely. And I thought that was amazing because one of the things that I think that the Republican Party is trying to get out of is accountability. Mm -hmm. Oh, for like the last seven, eight years. Absolutely. <laughs> and, she, and she threw examples of where the Republicans made a decision or the Republican voted with the Democrat uh, on a particular issue. So I thought that was outstanding. Right. And and I'm with you, J-Rod. I'm a Democrat. I don't really like the positions of, of uh, any of these candidates. However, she would be the most palatable uh, of all these candidates because she seems more focused on the issue as opposed to the party. Oh, that's a very that's a very good point. And, and I think she articulated that well especially when she talked about uh, abortion. And she was saying that, look, all these politicians are supposed to be representing the people. Mm -hmm. 
And the people were saying women should make their own decision about their own body. Correct. But the, the, the leadership govern, government is not listening to that. And she said that means it's broken. And uh, I thought that was a good statement. And that's powerful. And it's reflective of what's really going on. I, I, I think you're absolutely correct. And isn't it supposed to be the Republicans' platform? They want government to be out of your business, out of your personal <laughs> business? Yeah, that, that, that is supposed to be true. Now, as we're looking at time, who do you think hurt themselves? Uh, well, definitely Doug Burgum. Uh, he was the, he's the South Dakota governor. And uh, uh, basically, he couldn't relate to his own party. You know, mm -hmm. he said, I'm from a rural area, small town, so we just look at things differently. Well, most of your people are not going to relate to you. you got to be able to relate uh, to your constituents. And I thought he did a very poor job of relating himself to his constituents. I, 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 I see where you're coming from there. Now, I want to say Tim Scott. Now, the folks that don't know Tim Scott, he's the only African-American candidate on the Republican Party. And I have to say that I classify him as a wannabe that would never be never be he wants to be caucasian because he used a caucasian talking point yeah and he just needs to be reminded that he may be a wannabe but he's actually a never be he's the menstrual man that is correct well i could talk about this all day but i, I don't think we had that time so i think we better go ahead and close out here but man we can talk about this forever i want to thank you for listening to barbershop.talk podcast Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go Mob.